0: Hey, Rob, you ain't going to put this on the show. This Hoppy checking in, just saying what's up. I wish we could have a conversation, man. I miss all y'all. It feels like a whole nother dimension in time that I was fucking with y'all. There's so much has happened since then. I'm living in the woods. I got 10 acres uh, on the Lake Cumberland in Kentucky. Uh, I ain't saying which part. That's a giant-ass lake. There's like 10 counties, you know, so ain't nobody finding me based on that. But, but fucking uh, I got a giant shelter, a log cabin. You know, and then I got a teepee with a, uh, a 55-gallon barrel in it with a, uh you know, wood stove pipe coming out the top. Uh I stay down there five days a week, and I still got my apartment uh back home. But I go there two days a week just, you know, to take a good proper shit, take a shower, and then get back out to the woods. But I'm living in the woods five days a week. <clears throat> I don't give a fuck how cold it is. It's getting down to 22 at night right now. Uh But I got a 55-gallon drum in my teepee. Uh, with, you know, stovepipe and a damper coming out of it, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I ain't leaking when it rains, uh, gets windy, all that. I'm absolutely straight. I done got my shit together, got land. We got uh 500 pounds of food down there in a the shed. Uh, shit's going to happen, buddy. And uh, I hope y'all don't take this vaccine because this vaccine, uh I mean, Bill Gates is on some fuck shit. I'm telling y'all what, I ain't got time to get into it right now, but I tell you what, brother, we, we, we down there are set up cozy. Uh, my biggest worry is coyotes. Uh, I've had coyotes come up on me a couple of times. Uh, I have not killed one yet. Uh, I've shot at, you know, bullets to scare them away, but, uh, it, it's interesting. And then I got a cave on my property and it, it ain't a huge cave. It ain't like, you know, mammoth cave or nothing in Kentucky. It, it's a, it's a small limestone cave about, you can probably fit 10 people in there to get out of the rain and it's got a natural spring. Uh, so I got a water source, you know, I don't even, I ain't getting GRD or nothing from it. You know, I started out taking shots right out of the spring and, you know, just to see if it'd get me sick and fuck, I ain't got to add no, uh, you know, mind you, if anybody out there listening, eight drops of bleach per gallon, or if you got, uh, potassium permanganate, you can add about 12 crystals of that to a gallon and it'll also, uh, pre your water. But everybody needs to be thinking about this stuff right now because it's crazy. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm down in the country living on the land, killing deer, killing possum, killing squirrels, eating that, uh, fishing, uh, eating mushrooms that I know are good. Uh, we're, we're, we're keeping water and snake skin. I'm talking, I'm living off the land right now, buddy. Let me tell you what. I had a bear come up on me one night. I was down there by my damn self. And, uh, see, normally, like I got a big rock that comes out of the wall in the cave and, uh, there ain't no way to, for water to get on it, and it was wet as shit when I went down. Hey, so look, the rock was wet in the cave, and I was like, how the fuck is this rock wet? Well, after I got drunk in a stone later at night, and, and I'm by my goddamn self in the middle of the goddamn wood, uh, in my little shelter, which is, you know, a lean-to with tarps over it, uh, a bear could fuck that up easily. But anyway, I, like, I, uh, most of you people that, that don't, I'm in Kentucky, man, and I know this shit, but most people in cities, I, I ain't judging you that you don't know this. But when a bear, a black bear, I, I'm not out in Colorado or nothing, I ain't dealing with grizzlies. So I, I, you know, let me start this story with black bears are generally bitches. Uh, I, you know, I ain't no bad motherfucker cause I faced a black bear. Black bears are generally run away from humans. It's a grizzly bear, a brown bear, you gotta be scared of. And I ain't out west, I'm in Kentucky. So like, don't act like, that. you know, I ain't no big bad motherfucker cause of this story. But like, <clears throat> uh, I heard I. I don't even know if you can hear that. I'm like smashing my teeth together. But when a, a black bear gets nervous, it, it chomps its teeth, and it's real loud. It, it's real loud. It's like clock, 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 clock. And uh, I heard that, and I'm like, oh no, I'm drunk and stoned. There's a goddamn bear over there. Because every now and there, a bear, a black bear will attack somebody. I mean, I don't want to fuck with a black bear. Let me let me tell you. And all I had was a nine millimeter on I mean, and it, it's, it, 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 that ain't going to, a nine millimeter hollow point ain't gonna do nothing to a black bear. It's, it's gonna, you know, mark its skin and it might get an infection and it ain't gonna kill it. You need to have, uh, a rifle. So anyways, it's a bear and I turn my light on and it's down there in the creek by the cave and I'm like, oh fuck. And I'm drunk as fuck. So I just growl at it and yell at it. And it looks at me like, yeah, right, motherfucker. It's not a huge bear. It ain't no 600-pound bear. It's like 300 pounds. It's, it's like, like maybe a two-, three-year-old bear that just got cut loose from its mom because black bears keep their cubs for two to three years. So, I mean, you know, anyway. But I growled at it a few times, and it just walked off. But it looked at me like, you know, you're a little chihuahua, and I can fuck you up, and I'm just leaving because I ain't dealing with this right now. But I think it was just using the cave for uh, coolness because it had actually gotten up to 90 degrees that day or whatever. So, you know, I felt all big badass, Like, I scared off a black bear. But, again, like, I didn't scare off a grizzly, so it ain't that big a deal. But, dude, I love living in the woods. I'm having a damn time. I can make fire from nothing, uh, you know, uh, a, a string boat and all that and fucking purifying water and, and growing food and fucking it's, it's an amazing time. I'm a broke motherfucker, right? I ain't worked in 10 months. I ain't went to a job in 10 months and I love it, buddy. I love it. I'm in the woods. Uh, I barely keep my apartment, but I can make enough money to, to you know, do that cause ain't nobody find ammo. I can find ammo. So I just trade ammo, keep my apartment, give me a little food, and uh,
1: Random with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, random. is random. Random with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, random. is random. Random with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, random. is random. Random with Rob. Are we hearing anything in this bitch? This is the anthem. God bless the child while he listens to some random. Putting bars and stanzas, ripping mics, etc. Going against y'all, you gotta know he Tony Dancer. That's Rob, he the boss. MC see God, give you what you want every week with some deep dives. Revise everything you know about this podcast. We're trying to take over the world with this podcast. We're hitting your ears every week with the monsoon. We're broadcasting the SoundCloud to iTunes. The Twitch stream say random, what you gon' do? The Twitch stream say random, what you you gon' do? Subscribe. Like, share, listen to the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. If you're listening right now, you're welcome. What up everybody, this your boy B-Rob and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. What up everybody, this is your boy B-Rob and I am back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try and welcome to 2021. Um, If you could, if anybody recommended you to me, I want you to go ahead and get your social media app of choice and craft that person a well thought out DM telling them thank you recommending you to me speaking of social media you can find the random ramblings with rob on various social media platforms to include twitter at 3r show instagram at the 3r show youtube search for 3r show facebook search for 3r show um where else twitch twitch.tv forward slash 3r show and for anything that i may have forgotten to mention which I think I hit all the wickets. You can go to randomrob.com. And you can find all information about me, the show, and many different ways that you can help support. Speaking of support, this is a new year. So why don't you give yourself a treat? The treat of Manscaped. Yes, yeah, new year, new you, all this shit. And um, you got to have fresh balls going into the new year. Shit, you're supposed to have fresh balls year-round, every year, all the time. time. I'm stuttering and stammering and everything, but it's true. And uh, Manscaped's got you covered. You can go to manscaped.com to where you can partake in purchasing some items with this unique promo code, RANDOM, and you can get 20% off your order, plus free shipping. So you can get that, take advantage of that lawnmower 3.0, where you can get the best below the waist grooming product ever is waterproof got the freaking ceramic blade so you don't nick your ball sack and your skin and all that stuff they got some ball toner in there and some revitalizer keep your balls fresh and clean and, and you know smooth out them wrinkles <laughs> it, might, it might not do that i heard that on the Dave Chappelle bit you want to have your balls as smooth as eggs right but anyway, if you if it sounds like it's something that you're interested in, I'm helping out the Random Rams with Rob by sponsoring these few couple of episodes for the month of January and February, I think, or just the whole month of January. Um, but you can go get that 20% off, like I said, from Manscaped.com. Offer any purchase that you got and you can use the promo code random, free shipping, 20% off. What more could you ask for for the new year, but some new and improved groin area (laughs) I don't know man I'm going off the cuff it's off the top of my head you know I don't take notes even though they gave me some but I it would wouldn't sound genuine it wouldn't sound authentic or something I don't know I I don't know what I'm saying anyway you are here to listen to the (coughs) shit that we got going on and I tried not to cuss too much on this episode because of my guest's that is joining me on this podcast, Christian singer, minister, podcaster, and his name is Rick James. I'm not lying. His name is actually Rick James, but he has to throw the Lee in there because you think he the other Rick James, like famously repopularized by uh, Dave Chappelle. So yeah, it's not that Rick James. But we get into an interesting conversation and the way that I found him, which I told him and you'll hear an episode is um i was searching for my last guest on this podcast the voices of uh, misery podcast with the nerd and nerdette and his podcast is very similarly named like there so it's the voices of misery and his is voices in my head so you know when i typed in the search you know all the ones with voices and it popped up and i seen it and the name struck me I seen it, it said Rick James and I was like, well it said Rick Lee James but Rick James stuck out to me and I was like, ha, I don't care what this guy does but just for name recognition on its own I had to talk to him so he hit me up the same day that I sent him the message and we hooked it up and here we are with this brand new episode of the Random Rams of Rob for your listening and enjoyment Um, yeah I don't know what I was about to say there, but I hope you enjoy it. And uh yeah, here it is. All this stuttering and stammering. I'm just out of my element right now. I, I got a lot of shit on my mind. As you heard from the anniversary show, it's not so much because of what I said, but it's just, I got some other shit going on too. You know, life is coming at you fast. And it's just, you think it's slow in the moment, but we already in 2021 2021 we'll be in 2022 before you know it everybody talking about oh man this movie coming out in 2022 that's that's almost over a year from now and you're gonna blink two times and it's gonna be 2023 you've not seen the movie 45 times already (laughs) but had a great conversation and the way that we started it out i'm doing this intro separate because you know usually what i've done historically is um I right, do the intro and introduce the guests at the same time. We roll right into the podcast. But I did it separately because when we started, well, why don't I just let you listen to it? Enough of me pulling you in. You're here. Here's the next and the latest
2: edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. I'm actually trying this out on a, a new computer. So I'm trying to turn my volume up just a little bit. But you oh. are... Kind of- Oh, yeah. Uh, fresh new le- electronics. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping everything will uh, go well. Yeah, there it is. I found the volume. So <laughs> I'm I'm not quite technologically Amish, but I'm close. So you know, <laughs> I have good. <laughs> so very good. Yeah, everything's good now. Coming through loud and clear.
1: Yeah, everything so. is uh, about trial and error. You got to fail a little bit to get through it. <laughs>
2: Definitely. Am I coming through okay on your end?
1: Oh, yes, I can hear you perfectly.
2: Great. Hey, as, as we get started tonight, what should I call you? Should I call you Rob or, or Shannon or what's what name do you like to go by? Uh,
1: for the purposes of the show, it is
2: Rob. Rob, excellent. Very good.
1: It's nothing but a shortened of my last name, Robinson. So.
2: Understood. It's I like it. Very good.
1: You know, what's funny about that is like, that's my last name is my, my given name for my parents. And, you know, I, I joined the military and that's what I've been called by just about my whole life almost, you know, half of my life pretty much. Uh-huh. And I met my wife and we've been together like going on 13 years. Oh, and she wow. has always from day one called me Rob and she <laughs> knows my name, <laughs> but, She still calls me Rob to this day.
2: Hey, you find you find it a a nickname and it sticks with you and it's good.
1: I know Google. Stop telling me things.
2: (laughs) I just heard something. Did it say something about Scott Pilgrim?
1: Yeah, um, they re-released the video game that they made back in 2010 when the movie originally came out and it um, came out today and I had a reminder to tell me to buy it. (laughs)
2: Oh, really I see, I, I read all those books. I watched the movie. I didn't know there was a video game that went along with it. That's interesting.
1: Well, so yeah, um I enjoyed the movie when it first came out in 2010. I never knew it was based off a book series or mm-hmm. I loosely knew that it was I, I, I really didn't pay attention. I wanted to watch the movie mm-hmm. And um you know, I watched it then and I thought it was an okay movie, but um, recently, Within the past few months, I was a guest on someone else's show and they wanted to review that film. So in preparation, I went back and I watched that movie again. And I was like, wow, I missed all this content, you know, all these many years later, because it's just when you see it the first time, you just take it at face face value, especially if you only watch it once. Sure. But if you watch it like, you know, with a focused eye. It's like, oh, man, all these little nuances and everything. And then I got into the books, like you were saying, the six book series. Mm -hmm. And I thought this would be a book that would be kind of okay for my youngest to read because she kind of likes that art style that he that um what Brian O'Malley uses, the author. Yeah. And so before I let her watch the movie, I made her read all six of the books with me because I never read them either. And then we watched the movie, and now we like them all the things. And I told her about the game today, and when I walked in the house just now, she's like, yeah, yeah, I downloaded it and all kinds of stuff, and it's just all kinds of cool <laughs>
2: Well, that's neat. Yeah, that's great. I I had, I didn't know about the game. I I I've been a uh, a comic book guy for as long as I can remember, and and I, I've got way too many comics in my basement. I think over four thousand now, because I've just I've been collect. I mean, it's like a comic shop in my basement. It's a sickness. Uh, but it, but I I actually remember because uh, my my local comic shop here, they kind of turned me on to those books when they were coming out. Um, before the movie actually came out. And um, if, if memory serves, the, uh, the movie came out before the last book did. And I remember going to like a midnight book release um, to read the final book shortly after the movie came out and just it was interested to see like how the, the final book was going to differ you know from the movie and stuff but uh, i enjoyed all those books i thought they were great i need to go back and and reread them but um i my son who is eight years old he's really been just starting to get into video games and things and so we we may have to kind of revisit that together and uh he, he's getting to be pretty good at reading and, and he, we read together every night before bed so that, that might be something that we might have to visit together too one of these days it, he might he might not quite appreciate it yet at the age mm-hmm. he's at but uh he maybe pretty soon those are Those are fun books. I really liked them a lot.
1: Yeah. What kind of bit me about it uh, in hindsight, I I bought the books. You know, I've just seen them. I was just like, all right, I know about the movie, and I want to read the books before we watch it for the first time with the young one. And I was just like, all right, see the books, buy them. They came in the mail, (laughs) and then I'd go back and kind of research, and they came out with a color edition, because the original books were in black and white. Oh, sure. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) I wanted the color ones.
2: oh then, yeah um, that's right they did yeah because yeah. the i think all of them i have are in black and white the original ones but yeah i do remember that that not long ago they they reissued him in color and yeah that would be a little disappointing if you're looking for the color ones for sure mm-hmm. yeah and
1: it's just so much that was trimmed out from the whole six book series to cram down into that movie but i think they did yeah. a pretty good job
2: yeah, it would be it would be tough to like decide what you're going to put into unless you're going to make like, you know, a Lord of the Rings length, uh, <laughs> length you know, six part film or something to make something that big. But <laughs> it could still be pretty fun.
1: Because, so. I mean, it's just like after reading the books and then watching the movie it's like. I like the movie as is, mm-hmm. but with the knowledge that I obtained from the six books, it's just like now this makes sense because i always watched it without any knowledge of the books and then also looking at it is just like the movie is this doesn't make sense for somebody who didn't read the books
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i think that too and, and again it's been so long since i've since i've read read or watched either of them My, but one thing i remember thinking was kind of fun though was seeing the different um uh like superhero people that were in the movies now because he had yes. like, brandon brandon ralph who played you know one of the supermen he was in it and um oh, oh shoot his yeah, name captain is Captain america and captain, captain america yeah chris evans and uh yeah um I know uh, was Captain? About, was Captain Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Larson, there you go. Free Larson, yeah, there you go. I can't. I. I I'm ter- especially this time of night. It's terrible when nine o'clock seems late. I'm. J- I'm just that age that uh, nine o'clock seems late to me. I'm starting to. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm creeping up <laughs> in that zone too. <laughs> like, I remember eleven o'clock. I would be wide awake, and then I creep around nine thirty. I'm like, woo, <laughs> oh, boy. Comic books and everything and all that. Um. I I think I I looked at something when I was just kind of browsing around about you and whatnot. You're building a studio in your basement. I mean, how that's going to affect your comic book collection.
2: Yeah, well, the room that I'm I'm in, we have kind of a, a small room at the base of our stairs that is kind of off from the rest of the basement, and, and uh, it's it's kind of designated for the studio right now, so the, the comics are in a different part. Um, but yeah, I'm actually sitting at the desk where my recording studio is, so uh, the mic that I'm using is actually sitting on top of my keyboard, uh, like my, my piano keyboard right now, and uh, the computer that i'm going to be using for doing home recordings is is what i'm recording uh this conversation through right now so it's it's kind of fun to be able to uh try this out a little bit i'm still waiting on a, um, a couple of pieces for the interface to come in so i can actually uh do some actual album type recording uh coming up in the near future but it's it's coming together thankfully so i'm i'm excited about doing some of that and uh you know being being home mostly for the really since March, I I haven't been doing Mm -hmm. any traveling or or anything. And uh, I haven't been, um, you know, really, I've been mostly kind of a stay at home dad helping with, uh, uh, with school for my son who until very recently, he's been online doing school. So he he went back about a week ago um, to actually doing classroom stuff. So uh, I, I actually am finally getting a chance to do some Uh, some creative, (laughs) some creative musical stuff again, where I really haven't had much of a chance to do that really since the pandemic started, because we've just all been, you know, kind of home together. It's been some crazy time here for sure.
1: I understand. And then my kids are also, they've been home since, you know, March or whatever, like how you were saying. And it's just that I think this whole thing was the best thing to happen to my son. He's older. This is his last year of school. And he had a lot of issues like going in person because he was distracted by, you know, the people that he would hang out with or whatever. And he would kind of not get in serious trouble, but it would just kind of take away from his uh, schoolwork and whatnot. Yeah. But him being home has probably been like the best thing for him. He doesn't have all those added distractions Mm -hmm. and everything. And he can kind of pace out his work and everything. And (laughs) his
2: grades are better at home than they were at school. (laughs) Is that right? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I know, I I think I've heard both ways uh, for kids, because some, I think they've had a really hard struggle in their, you know, in their last year, some of them have spent like their junior, senior year, and they feel like they've been kind of robbed of that year. And then others I've heard, you know, like your son, that it's actually kind of been good for them you know to kind of focus in a little bit more on that last year and uh, you know school school was kind of difficult for me it wasn't I think sometimes we look back at it with rose-colored glasses but it wasn't always grand for all of us you
1: know there's no rose-colored glasses yeah I look at them with Broken glasses. It's just yeah. <laughs> I just like I was ready to get up out of there or whatever. I,
2: yeah. I, the
1: only two things I enjoyed about school, well, I, I put three were the people, the lunch, and some of the sports that I got into or whatever. That was the only three things that I enjoyed about school. Everything else is just mm-hmm. like let's let's pound through this and just let's get it done and get get, get the heck up out of here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, I had such a difficult time in school until, ironically enough, we, my family made a move. um, When my, when I was going into my sophomore year of high school, we moved to Tennessee and I went to a school there. Um, And up until that time, I mean, I was, I was in schools like in Indiana and and for some reason, I I don't know why, but I was just I had a terrible time in school. I was just bullied, and I just didn't have friends, and I, I just didn't, you know, it was just one of those like miserable situations. And I just thought, I'll never, you know, I don't want anything to do with school. I don't know what I'll do with life, but no motivation. Thankfully, when we moved, it got it got quite a bit better, and I started learning how to play guitar, and you know, I I started uh, finding some, you know, some new creative outlets and things. Things were better, but man, it, um. I think so much of school and so so often for kids it's just about surviving and I I'm, I'm so yeah. sympathetic to to so often cuz I I can remember just being so miserable there's so much of school and and they it feels like if you're not you know so often part of the in crowd your life can just be uh, absolutely miserable <laughs> yeah. and I and I just think that's terrible for for whatever reason the place we moved in Tennessee I it was like this place that at least the, the place that I fell into and the group I fell into it was like cliques didn't seem to matter so much it was just kind of mm-hmm. a big school and uh, I just seemed like I had friends of all stripes and uh, I, I was I was in art classes I, I had music classes I enjoyed I just did stuff I liked and uh, you know learned to play guitar and and uh, I just kind of it became better but it was really bad for a while and uh, so i'm i'm grateful that it got better but man um, i'm 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 grateful i don't have to redo that like please please lord don't let me have to relive school again <laughs> one day <that'll laughs> no. <be good>. so, <laughs> oh yeah what, what i learned is
1: is um i was so desperate to get out of school. I just wanted to get it done, be finished with it, be done with it. I was like, yes, I'm done. I don't have to go back and do none of this stuff. I'm joining the military. They don't care crap about school. We good. Then I joined the military and I figured out that I would have done, I've done more school in the military than I would have had if I done, went to college. <laughs> I
2: bet. Yeah.
1: It's just yeah, So can... much because you you go there, they teach you the basics of the military. Then you mm. go there, they teach you the basis of, of uh, infantry if that's not your primary job. And then they teach you the job that they give you in the military. So that's like three different schools right there. Yeah. Then there's freaking leadership training and everything, for depending on your rank. So you got all that. Then there's like uh, personal advancement training. is just like different courses you have to take in order to get promoted. And then there's these seminars and all these other oh man it's
2: so much yeah yeah but how long were you how long were you in there did you make a career out of it
1: yeah sixteen years and some months
2: yeah so it it must have been pretty good for you though I mean did, did you did you find it was something you thrived at I it it was almost it
1: was a more tolerable high school uh, okay <laughs> it's just like I went there. You know, um, I enjoyed all the people that I was surrounded by and I had the opportunity to work with and learn from. I I very much so enjoyed that. Um, The experience that I gained in life because of the military, the places I was able to go, which were more desert based. But Uh yet still, it was an experience Um, and just some of the friendships and just it was fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. If I had a chance to do it over up. if they said, go back and do your military career again, or go to high school, I would choose the military career <laughs> two times over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, um, yeah, it's just like I missed it as soon as I left it. And then after yeah. I was gone from it for a while, seeing how everything changed, I was just like, I'm kind of glad I got out when I did.
2: Yeah. My and, and how long have you been out now?
1: I got out in 2016
2: oh okay so so so, so it's been it's been a few years yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so man so the and you know what since 2016 it seems like the world is kind of at least in this country it seems like everything's kind of turned upside down (laughs) anyway (laughs) so man man what a time to to get out and try something new for sure wow so yeah well and and you're and you're, I believe, in in Texas now, right? Yes, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah, I've been there. It's been some time, but I remember it being very hot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, was, yes. very, <laughs> and, very. Uh, I, I mean, visited... I'm not,
1: I'm not unaccustomed to the heat here, sure. or whatever, but but I will. There's people out there that deny that. You know, the earth, the atmosphere is changing, that there's global warming in effect. Mm -hmm. And I am here to attest to that, because when I was a kid, because I'm not far from here. I I was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana It's about two hours away from here. I mean, the weather patterns are similar. I mean, it's the same. They're right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And I know around this time of year and when I went outside, it was kind of chilly, of like this not real cold like in a Springfield or anything like that you know Midwest up north or anything like that but it was mm-hmm. a tolerable winter that's why I like the south but summertime when it was hot I can mm-hmm. go outside from sunup to sundown and not be phased, not have a drop of water in my system just being a wild and young kid maybe that had something to do with it but mm-hmm. from the time I left Louisiana through my whole career in the military up until now that heat is all different now it's just like i go outside for five minutes and i'm just like oh nah, no enough of this i gotta go back in
2: wow <laughs> yeah I, yeah i i remember it being being really hot whenever i was there but i'm of course i'm in ohio and and the humidity is different so the heat feels a little bit different too when i was there but i i, I do think there's something to it though i the weather is has just been weird I, i've lived in ohio for just about 20 years now and i the the change is noticeable <laughs> even mm. from the time i've been here it's kind of crazy the uh the the weather patterns but what do i know i'm no scientist i just uh, I just kind of believe the scientists are right. So <laughs> I just kind of they're smarter than I am, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, they they actually studied it. I'll just yeah. look at it and I'll be like, this is different. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. I I just tend to to believe people who are smarter than I am on most things. <laughs> I try to. Which isn't hard. I I might add, uh, it's not too hard to find smarter people than me. That's for sure. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, to anyway. kind of ping pong
1: back and forth a little bit. You was talking about your comic book collection and everything. And I yeah. see that um Superman is one of your favorite characters and whatnot. So you have to yeah. tell me, you have mm-hmm. to tell me. Is your whole little setup studio man cave thing down there gonna be called The Fortress of Solitude?
2: you know what um i i kind of call our place our whole house that actually to be honest Uh, i've got like the pin on the map for our house as the james fortress of solitude uh yeah so i do kind of call it that um but I, i haven't thought about that in a while but yeah that that's actually the the perfect name for this place i should actually call the the studio specifically that so I, I actually hadn't thought of that, but that's actually um, perfect because I, I used to just kind of, for fun, call the, call our home that, but actually if I ever do like a a real like invite somebody over to come record i need to like put it on the business card like yeah come to the fortress of solitude and i and i'm gonna have to credit you with actually the uh, <laughs> the idea for calling it that because that's perfect and you can't see it because we're not on camera but right behind me there is a poster of superman on the wall so um so that's that's perfect yeah that that'll work Although people would think that if they that this would be a room full with crystals or something if they've seen any of the Superman movies and and there's not so there's I, I don't know that's maybe a,
1: you can do something to kind of dress it up a little bit and
2: maybe <laughs> I, that's always the the least favorite part of the Superman movies to me I always thought that was kind of weird all the crystals everywhere because it just looked like living in an ice palace or something like
1: yeah it looked uh, it very uh, it looked very cold. <laughs>
2: Yeah, look, <laughs> and maybe just because I'm in Ohio and I always long for it to become spring again, uh, I, I'm I could do without the cold a little bit. Uh, as soon as Christmas is over, I'm ready for it to be warm again. Uh, my holiday cheer is over, <laughs> and I'm ready for it to warm up. But, but yes, I okay, I, you you get full credit when the business cards are made for the the Fortress of Solitude Recording Studio for sure. Very, That's gonna work well. out. Very well, I'll take it. <laughs>
1: No royalties Perfect. required. Just, right. just, just just say my <laughs> they, name.
2: There probably won't be won't be any to be had. So that's <laughs> that's probably fine. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You, you
1: you talk about the, how silly those crystals look. What about the 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 Saran Wrap S that he pulled off his chest that one time and threw yeah. it? At? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <and> it's Superman. <laughs> yeah, the yellow Saran Wrap S. They make up all kinds of powers in that movie that i have no idea where they came up with that from but uh yeah that's that's one of those moments that is a head scratcher <laughs> for mm. sure <laughs> oh, i forgot about that the saran rap s ah yeah that and then they and then they have the uh the uh the kiss that can erase lois lane's memory at the end of the movie too um oh yeah yeah yeah, it's wow. which I mean, and that that's a that's an amazing kiss. If you can kiss someone so well that they forget not everything, but only enough, just just enough. You know, it's not like they've who knows how much they forget when you kiss them. It's not like they I don't know. Did she forget like her name or, you know, who, who, who her parents were? But you know like, it's she only forgot that he's Superman she didn't forget who he was or, it's a, it's a very selective and specific superpower that kiss but I, you know
1: yeah i, I wish I, I had a control over a, a a skill such as that <laughs> i'd be like hey i just bought a $1000 computer setup kiss <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> i don't know
2: <laughs>
1: what are you saying <laughs>
2: That's right. You can get out of a lot of trouble real fast with that. Uh, the oh argument, man.
1: She's like, no, no, no. She's putting her hands up over her mouth like, oh, you ain't kissing me this time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we get in an uh, argument, this last thing I remember, you getting the last word, and, that, and that's all.
2: <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. I don't even remember what we were fighting about now. <laughs> Perfect. So. Hey,
1: you, you say you had kids,
2: correct? I, I have one. Yeah. Just yeah, I have I have I have one. Yeah, we we've actually I mean we we've lost four children actually through Ooh. miscarriage. So we we've, right, we've had that. Thank you. I appreciate it. We've um yeah, we 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 tried and and uh we're we're thankful that we have Alex. He's uh, he's 8 years old. And uh there You go. You should name him Clark. He's the Superman yeah that's for sure he's he's the one that made it and and man we're grateful for him every day he's a he's a special kid and so he's he's actually um you know he's the only um grandchild on both sides of the family and uh so he's he's more spoiled than you can imagine because of that (laughs) so he's he's uh got a a pretty uh he's pretty well loved let's just put it that way Um, but, but man, we, we really appreciate him and, you know, just the, um, you know, we, we actually, when, when you lose, when you lose children and, and, you know, you're hoping for them and expecting and, you know, all the things that you, um, dreams you have for children and stuff, and then, then you lose them. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big loss, you know, and it takes time, um, I don't know that you ever get over them. The the ache is always still there on some level, and a lot of people have experienced that. Um, so it makes it makes you all the more grateful um, for the one that you do have, and and so we just do our best to take you know good care of him and appreciate every day that we have with him. And um, I even I even wrote a song about you know the the babies that we did lose because sometimes the for me, anyway, just as, as one who tries to be creative, it's one of the ways that I um, get through a lot of emotions, yeah. whether it be joy or sorrow or whatever, you know, I try to just write about it, and so uh, that's that's one way I get get through things like that. Um but yeah, so we have the one Alex and he was actually a, a New Year's baby when he was born. Oh, man. Um so he he uh, he was actually born on the 2nd. It was the very wee hours of the morning on January 2nd, the date he was born. Um but he was still the first one born in our county on that day, so he was officially the New Year's uh baby. And so that was that was kind of a neat thing cuz the paper uh, the local paper came in and took a, like the the first official official picture of him with our family and everything so we actually have it hanging up in our house it's really nice picture from the hospital with the the three of us together and everything so it was it was kind of an extra special gift you know at that time Yeah. but but man yeah. the ti- time goes by yeah
1: and that's some tough stuff or whatever i have never dealt with it personally between you know my relationships i'm This is my second marriage. I have uh, two kids with my previous wife, Mm -hmm. and I have one with my current wife now. And she had a miscarriage, you know, before I met her, though. Mm. And it still affects her to this day. And that was, you know, my oldest child is turning 20 next week. Oh, wow. And her child would have been. I think, a year older or a year younger than my oldest child. Wow! So we get together, and then my child comes into her life, and my children become her children and everything, and she was like, I'm good with that. I mean, mm-hmm. you got two, you got a boy and a girl, we don't need no more. And then I go, wow, it's just like she wanted to try again, and um, she got her own child, and she mm. just very 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 cuz like i'm a, i'm a pro now cuz i i had two previous you know <laughs> i got i got the oldest is a daughter my my son is the middle child or whatever you know for a a moment in time i was a single parent with them so mm-hmm. i'm a veteran i mean i didn't change diapers with one hand you know i know how to feed them and everything i then got past the pre-parent jitters with the first child sure. you know i i knew what to do with the second one and then this the third one come here with my current wife and it's just like uh she's like, oh, she's crying. What do I do? I mean, I don't pick her up, burp her, change her, you know. And <laughs> I'm just like calm, cool, and collected. And she's like,
2: oh, ah. yeah, good for you. That's great. Yeah, that that's. Vocal
1: cord though. That was another funny situation because it's meant to fall off eventually. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, it, it fell off when it finally <laughs> did, and she was just like all crying and upset. She's like, it
2: fell off. I was like, it's, it's supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, so many, so many first, like when you're a new parent, and I, and I think especially our uh, uh, women hold things a little bit more emotionally sometimes, and uh, and and things like that. So, um, but, but well, congratulations on that though too, and and uh, this this is my second marriage as well, um, and uh, yeah, and I um uh, I'm, I'm so appreciative of of the good of the good gifts in my life because you know things are are better this time around uh, for sure and it sounds like you've got some reason to rejoice too it sounds like a lot of blessings in your life for sure yeah. like we said uh,
1: what i said uh prior to is uh, failure is only preparing you for success
2: <laughs> yeah 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 for sure yeah and sometimes yeah, sometimes it's the things that the hard things you go through, are, they, they make you ready for things you didn't even know you were being prepared for. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. I, what
1: I was um looking at, that's why I kind of brought up the kids and everything. I seen a little bit about you know you and your family traveled when you were younger. You was always really into the music. Your whole family was, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. The the things that's going on in the world kind of put a curb to all your touring and everything that you were doing, but before then, um, how old is your son now?
2: Uh, my son is eight now. I just turned. Yeah, eight.
1: yeah, he just eight because you did uh-huh. say that. Mm -hmm. were you kind of doing the same thing with him you know whenever you had the available opportunity to bring him around with you did you bring him around and everything like that
2: not so much i really i've i travel by myself when i go um he's he and his mom stay home uh it's usually just me my it's a little bit different situation um uh, because well actually it's a lot different i I should actually say my parents were um were like full-on evangelists so like we Mm -hmm. lived in a We lived in a motorhome, like like we didn't have a house like we we lived in a motorhome for several years and uh, traveled like church to church every week. So um, like typical what what you think of when, you know, the the motorhome. Rolls into a church parking lot and sets up and does a revival. You know what? I wasn't gonna say
1: nothing, but you put it
2: out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like like all almost like the the stereotype you would think of. That was my family growing up, and wow. uh, you know they would like sing southern gospel music. And I honestly, this this is the crazy thing. I I hated to sing. Like I didn't want anything to do with it. Like it was <laughs> it was um it was almost like uh I, I don't remember like hating it when I was a little kid, but as I got a little older. I think I just kind of started thinking, this is kind of corny, I don't want to mm-hmm. do this, and I don't want to, you know, it was it was okay, but um, I, for, for whatever reason, I, I just think I've always been on a little bit different um, wavelength than, than maybe maybe not just my family maybe just than than other people (laughs) sometimes i don't i don't know why um but that's what i grew up with that's kind of what i knew and and my dad has always been an ordained minister in the church of the nazarene uh my whole life anyway and my mom played piano and sang and dad played guitar played bass and so we would just be a different church every week and uh, they lived on faith and and uh they didn't ever ask for um any set fee or anything like they they weren't like prosperity gospel preachers or anything yeah. it was to- totally like love offering people they they, they weren't like stereotypical like you how just would i give say, us like... what you feel we deserve right it was exactly that yeah or what and you th- can give yeah. yeah and so on some level it was like this amazing testimony to like the their faith and that they would just um be like okay we've got five dollars at the end of this meeting and we've got to get 300 miles down the road in this motorhome, God, you've got to get us there somehow, you know. Mm. And we'd get there one way or the other. Sometimes the motorhome would break down on the way, and we didn't know how to pay the bills. And so, um, you know, w- watching that over the years was kind of interesting. And I kind of look back and, and still kind of amazed sometimes at the way needs would often be met, you know, because we never mm. had much, and and literally we didn't have a home. I'm still amazed looking back now that. Um, when you're a little kid, you do lots of things just because you don't know any better. Um, but I'm amazed now as an adult that like, wow, we lived in this tiny room that is, you know, you, you don't see the room I'm in now. But I mean, it was like living in a room the size of the room I'm in right now, <laughs> you yeah. know, really. Um, so it's, it's kind of amazing. And we would just go week to week places like that. Um, so I really like for a long time for whatever reason i i didn't want anything to do with it really we we finally uh, settled down and my dad started pastoring a church and we weren't traveling anymore and um and and maybe that was some of like why I had trouble in school for a while because I hadn't been around kids for a long time until I was
1: was always ready to go.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I think I think it was like till I was in fourth grade before I was in like an actual real classroom, you know, and actually had ever spent any real time around uh, other children my age or anything. So I was so used to um, just being in literally a different city every week and, and, uh, being up on a different platform or, you know, just kind of, yeah, I just, it was that kind of life it was kind of a strange life for kids. So on, on some level, I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame them. I'm, I don't think it was necessarily a bad life. It was just different and it's different than what most people experience. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think I, I need to or want to put my son, you know, kind of through that. And the thing that I do is a little bit—it's a lot different. uh, in, in the fact that I—I'm um, more of a concert musician, like I'm kind of a singer-songwriter, and and uh, and I—I I do music that is more faith-based, um, but it's not like a revival-type music. It it really is more uh, music based off kind of my experience and and my life. And, and I, I share stories and, and I tell kind of, uh, about struggles and, and where I've been. And, um, and I, I, you know, I kind of talk more experientially and things. And so it's, it's, it's just quite a bit different. It's, it's a kind of a different mode. Uh, and what I do, uh, and I've probably answered more than you were even asking <laughs> to hey, start that's, with. That's what this is for. Uh, I, I, <laughs>
1: me me particularly, I can't speak about anybody else's podcast that has guests or whatever. This mm-hmm. is what I look for, and this is what I rather enjoy. Because you're telling me stories. I really don't know you all that well. And yeah. for those people who don't know, the reason that are, you, you were here, and I told you this already, is because I was looking up another podcast and I was having a guest on my show. Mm-hmm. And their title of their podcast is very similar to yours. So when I did the search, yours popped up alongside it. And then I seen the name. And I was like, <laughs> Rick James. Rick
2: James, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was like, wait well, a minute. Like, oh, and I was like, that's yeah. funny.
2: Well, and you know what? I've got a great you know Rick James story to be honest with you oh, because already, I, hear, I I hear it all the time um be, being that my name is Rick James I'm actually named after um my dad's brother whose name was Rick and he um passed away in an accident just before I was born um so at the time like Rick James the singer that that everybody knows you know sang super freak and different songs like that um he wouldn't have been a celebrity yet at that time this would have been you know mid-70s and uh, uh so obviously at that time it was just because my my dad's brother had passed away a few years prior and so um they named me after him and um then shortly after i would say probably in in the 80s i was born in 77 so Uh, In the 80s, Rick James became, you know, real popular. Um, I heard a little bit about it, you know, growing up, but most people didn't. uh, By the time I got to school, most of my friends like didn't know who Rick James was, you know. (laughs) at yeah. that point it was still it was kind of you know i remember leafing through a tv guide at one point and seeing the name rick james and kind of going oh that's my name you know <laughs> like seeing that in there um but what was funny was about i don't know i can't remember when dave chappelle came out with with oh, those, yeah with those skits but i and i think they're hilarious by the way I, I love dave chappelle i think he's hilarious um and he lives about 15 minutes away from me uh, here in yellow springs ohio and that's actually actually ironically enough where i go uh, pretty regularly to a comic shop nearby and um it was i don't know i i want to say it was around early 2000s when that skit came out and it was like overnight everywhere i'd go if i'd give a credit card or something at a restaurant oh, no. or if i'm paying for something at a store somebody to go rick james you know <laughs> and and i'd be like like why is everybody knowing because i hadn't seen i hadn't seen the skit yet because i i didn't whatever reason i hadn't seen the the show at at that time (laughs) and and i was like this is so weird Has like rick james made this huge like like does he have a new song on the radio or something i didn't know about it and then it was you know months later i realized oh dave Chappelle has made like this huge you know uh a a comedy skit about this. And and then I got to finally see it and I, and I understood why everybody was, you know, saying my name, (laughs) using my name in vain, so to speak. Um, well, one day I'm walking down the street in Yellow Springs near this comic shop and here he comes walking down the street. <laughs> and I'm like, "Now's the perfect time." And and so I walk up to him and I'm like, "Dave." And, and he kind of looks at me and I am like, Rick James and I and I'm and I'm certain he's thinking like, "Oh, great, here's somebody." And I'm like, "No, no, you don't understand. Like I'm really Rick James." And and I'm like, "I can show you my license." And, and he looks at me and he's like, "Man, I am so sorry." <laughs> And so we we just talked for a minute, but he couldn't have been nicer and was just, you know, (laughs) just really the nicest guy. But every now and then I see him um, in Yellow Springs here on the street. But um, yeah, so that's my my Dave Chappelle, Rick James story. So I actually have to use my middle name, Rick Lee James, uh, because of, uh, you know, on Internet for a while there. Um, when I wasn't using my middle name, there was so much confusion about the other one. People yeah. were cussing me out online. You're not Rick James, and you know, <laughs> oh, like yeah, thanks So it was pretty funny, but yeah. So there's my there's my Rick James Dave Chappelle story for sure. <laughs> See, so. and all
1: this kind of ties in full circle, or whatever. Dave Chappelle yeah. is one of my favorite comedians. Ever. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you you have some kind of connection to him because of that skit. And out of all other things or whatever, your middle name, Lee, is also my middle name, Lee.
2: All right. Very good. So How it's just about like,
1: that? I see your name. Then I see the Rick James. I automatically think Dave Chappelle, the whole skit, the, you know, the, <laughs> and it's just like hilarious to me. And then I see the middle <laughs> name, Lee. I was like, hey, that's just like me. <laughs>
2: Well, oh, man, I, I'm so glad you happened upon me. I think that I think it was a happy accident or Providence or whatever it was. I'm so grateful because uh, I, I enjoyed getting to uh, to meet you. And um, yeah, it's it's a good thing for sure. And um, so um, I, I can't tell you how many people have stumbled across me over the years thinking that I was. Uh, somehow connected with the other rick james and then then they find out like i'm the whitest white person they've ever seen and they like <laughs> like what on earth and i'm like i'm sorry i, I can't i can't do anything about it but we can still be friends way. yeah I've, i was born this way i'm happy to be your friend and uh but yeah so but you know what it's it, it makes for a great story getting to tell people it was it was a great way to meet dave Chappelle and be able to talk to him a little bit and. And man, what a you know, it it's interesting to um to listen to him, especially right now because oh, yeah. um when he was especially like the, the the most recent time when he was on SNL, um, like <sighs> I hadn't
1: watched it in years until they said he was going to be on it.
2: (laughs) And man, like the way he was able to speak right into the current moment and and just not even just from a comic standpoint. It was like he he had such a um, well thought out critique of a cultural moment I thought was so powerful, like uh, honestly. And I thought, man, this guy is so smart. Like, I Mm -hmm. just can't (laughs) I can't um, it's it's hard to find too many people that could. Um, I mean, and he even said it that night. He said, you know, I I I have to make a joke just to, for for people to listen or something like that. But he was able to say it so well, um, and it, and it was almost prophetic, you know, in the way that he was able to um, reel everyone in and and speak truth in, in a way that was so powerful. And, um, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a uniquely talented person. That's for sure. He is.
1: He gets me every time, and just like it's serious, it's serious and serious joke. I'm like, Got yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang, I, my mind is going all over the place now because I I had something to kind of tie into that as well. Um, what was it? What was it? Oh, sp- like famous names or similar names or whatever. James Brown. Um, uh, uh, I work with a guy. At my job, and his name is James Brown.
2: Okay.
1: And I was just like, like the Godfather soul, James Brown? Yeah. <laughs> and like I didn't know it right off back because it's more like that military thing or whatever. Because we yeah we, we all go by last name, and I just know him to be Brown.
2: Yeah.
1: But he was on the phone one day handling a call and whatnot, and I guess the person on the other end was asking him in his name, and he was like, "Yes, uh, James Brown," and I was like, "What?" james what <laughs>
2: james <Yeah>. brown <laughs> and, he, and he
1: and it that was his reply to the person on the phone as well it was just like yes just like the singer
2: <laughs> oh man that's funny and and those of us who have famous names we 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 never get tired of hearing it uh you know <laughs> that's a that's a joke we all, <laughs> But <laughs> the uh the funny thing was one time too i i was uh I, I, don't, I don't remember where I was at exactly, but I ran into two other people that had famous names at the same time, and uh, I think we even had a picture made because we were all three people that were not famous that had famous names, and uh, there was there was Rick James, Roy Rogers, and Bob Evans, and uh, and we were all together at the same time, so it was it was it was weird. <laughs> So we should have just added James Brown to the <laughs> W well,
1: well, another so. funny thing about that is, um, sometimes I will order packages for him from Amazon because I he's too cheap to pay for Amazon Prime. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he would, he would give me the money so I can get him the two day shipping, you know, the fast shipping. So as a joke, the first time I did it for him, when I put his inf- his like his address and everything into um, you know, the the form and whatnot. I put the Godfather of soul, James Brown.
2: Oh, that's great. <laughs> so every
1: package that he get from me that I order for him and say to the Godfather of soul, James Brown.
2: Yeah, that's terrific, man. That's a, that's a great story. And, <laughs> and you know what, coming around full circle again, like James Brown was one of those guys that like, he had the tightest band in show business. Like, honestly, I, I the guy that taught me to play guitar, uh, he would tell us stories about James Brown and the way he he would lead a band um, because uh, my my teacher was was like a band leader for the Grand Ole Opry in ten, where I lived in Tennessee so he had like played with everybody at, at one point or another and uh, he said he said James Brown was so strict with his band like he would um, if if they messed up <laughs> like he would make them go like days without wearing shoes like they'd have to be on the tour bus and you know like go around with just their sock or something yeah, <laughs> or, man, kind or of st- could, this sticky yeah, business there <laughs> yeah he was kind of like punishing if they would but but he said he would he was like so strict and so harsh on him that he would but but he said he like just became like this incredible band leader though and they said people thought he was really harsh at times but um he wanted to be like, like you know the leader of one of the greatest bands in the world and he ended up being that way but it's kind of kind of interesting just all these things that come back together again (laughs) anyway so it's it's like we're having a a a weird um circular conversation on all these topics but i hadn't i hadn't thought of james brown in a long time until you said that and then all these memories came back of that conversation with my guitar teacher
1: speaking of um, the music and everything like that uh, you got a couple of albums out. I think the most recent is Thunder. But mm-hmm. I would like to go back to 2008 to the Rick James music album. Okay. Is that your, um, your first album?
2: You know, that that wouldn't have been my very first one. But um, the, the very first one was uh, one called Working on Commission that I did when I was in college and uh it was Ah,
1: i see the picture here
2: yeah yeah i had hair and everything back then yeah and i was just like a teen i mean a teenager and uh i think the the rick james i can't even remember what order they went in um the the rick james music one was one that when i moved to ohio i kind of did like in a back bedroom with a home studio recorder i i just kind of pieced it together and um, was just starting to really write some songs again and it was really almost like a collection of demos um, that I put together and and didn't know what else to do with at the time Um, but some of the songs on there um, actually were some of the first songs that I was able to sign over um, to a publisher in Nashville uh, later on down the road so some of those songs ended up Uh, if if memory serves because i haven't even listened to or looked at that one for a very long time it's the funny thing about songs you write when you've been doing music for a long time um uh, you don't you don't always recall i'm trying to recall uh which songs were on that one specifically um and it seems like some of the songs on there maybe made a repeat on other albums later on that were re-recorded maybe but i can't quite remember um but i was still going by just rick james at Mm -hmm. that time and somewhere along there i think the next one that i did um i used my middle initial and i think the next one was one called a little lower than the angels and i and i realized i can't just use rick james because it's too confusing with with all of the online uh things that were going on because back then MySpace was still a thing oh yeah and uh (laughs) And, and and it was right around the time when Dave Chappelle, you know, had the skit. And I and it was like I thought I was I thought I was uh, the biggest star in the world, like overnight, because I started my account and like thousands of people started following. And I was like, holy cow, why is everybody following me? And then I realized it was, oh, they, they're after the Dave Chappelle uh, skit. Um, so I realized real quick, like I I wasn't going to be able to just use my name only. So somewhere along the way, I, I decided I was going to have to use my like full middle name as well or else, um, you know, be like the people who are ultra cool and call themselves a band name when they're only just one person or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah, yeah, I I hadn't thought of that album in a long time, but every now and then I'll still do do songs from that one for sure.
1: So what was that like? I'm looking at your picture here for the, your first album. Uh, they're working on commission and whatnot. I mean, yeah. tell me about the day leading up to that photo shoot.
2: Yeah, that was, you know, I, I was I was in college. and Yeah, um, just go lean up against
1: that wall, man. Let me take this yeah. picture real quick. <laughs> yeah.
2: that, you know, the, if you go behind the scenes on that one, there was actually a guy – Laying on the sidewalk, sleeping. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was downtown Nashville, right across from a place called the Ryman Auditorium, which <laughs> is where the original Grand Ole Opry was. It was snowing. It was cold, if memory serves. I mean, it was really because I, I remember it snow. So it had to have been cold. Um, but it was down from maybe three blocks over from where the explosion just happened over on Christmas Day uh, this past year. Uh, so it was really right down in the midst of all that. But I do remember there was like a homeless person that was sleeping
1: on the sidewalk not Man, too far you made, away. You made me... <laughs> uh, spit drink out my nose. I hope
2: man. I didn't just ruin your computer when you spit the drink out. Hold no, I put my
1: computer. hand up. I'm good. Okay, I put the shield up.
2: <laughs> but I remember thinking, should we should we try to help this person? That you know, it's kind of playing there and because um, it was a it was a surreal thing but um yeah it was one of those like strange things I didn't know quite what to do I wanted to make music and and of course at that time it it, it was a, a really like heavily country influenced like album at that time and so um yeah somebody that I went to school with took pictures and so they just, like lean against this wall and we'll just take some pictures there <laughs> so yeah that was that was literally it i mean I'm, I'm wearing a winter coat and just standing up against the wall and um yeah that and i didn't know anything about like how to have an album made and it was actually my sister who produced it um because she was uh, a, a music business major and um and she uh, had all those uh i don't know i think she had like a, a thousand cds printed or something and we we still we still have several of them sitting around you know the house and didn't even have barcodes put on them which you're supposed to have if you're actually going to sell anything if you want to keep you know a record of them and uh, that's that's how little we knew about making any you know records or anything back then uh there so there's no barcodes on them i actually had to have those made years later to sell them online so kind of a kind of a strange thing but it was it was fun that was my first time ever really to go into like a recording studio with a band so um, I was just learning a lot um, uh, about you know like what it means to to actually play along with a click track in a recording studio and work with other people and you know do lots of takes and you know figure out what you're doing we we recorded that album like because we were in class during the day we we usually started recording like 10 o'clock at night and we're going all night long usually and then go back and and uh, go to class the next day and I think we recorded it over about four or five days something like that so it was it was a fun like first experience trying that out.
1: word so from that point in time all the way up until the, the Thunder album, how much has technology changed for you? I mean, how has it made your job easier to just go ahead and create your art?
2: Well, it has changed a lot because back then there was not um, it, it, that I can remember. I don't remember anything digital at that time. It was all analog at that point. So if mm-hmm. you if you messed up anything, you had to change it. I don't there wasn't any like like auto-tune or anything to fix the voice or anything like that um you had to have talent (laughs) yeah yeah so you had to you know like know what you were doing and play and and, you know and you still do to a point but sometimes like things are just easier you can do more takes and um now it's easier to record like in your home like the setup I'm working on now in my home um it's just easier to get equipment and things are a little bit more affordable like you don't have to have these huge reel-to-reel things in your home and back then you did so um, there would be these giant reels which you know people still use them and some people prefer them still because they want that analog sound and prefer it to digital Um, but it's not as accessible and and you can't do as many tracks and things and it's a lot more um, expensive and cumbersome to use that so uh, for me it, it was this long progression because I've been Um, a youth pastor over the years too i've been a music pastor i I still work part-time at my church and i lead music on sunday mornings Um, a lot of times now because of the pandemic i'm i'm leading uh, in a parking lot playing over an am radio to to cars that come since we're trying to do it (laughs) safe social distance wise Um, but for me recording has changed in that like that first album was in an actual recording studio doing it all analog um the other recordings that I was trying to work on like the Rick James music album and stuff in between was on this little multi-track recorder that I literally was recording in an apartment um in my back bedroom and was just trying to learn for myself how to do that um pretty primitive in recording but just trying to learn how to uh, do my own mixes not using any computers yet but but it was the first you know try using digital technology and and you know being able to do multiple takes Uh, then when I finally was able to get some songs um, signed over with a publisher and and was brought in to actually like you know do an actual for real um, like You know, being brought into Nashville to an actual real professional recording studio with uh, people that do this for a living, you know, um, that was a really like big eye opening experience the first time I did that because you go into... You know this, you know what I'm what I'm sure is a several uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars operation. You know, if if not close to a million, probably of just recording equipment of what people have all around you, and you're looking at video screens and watching people in several different rooms playing. Um, and th- and that's a whole other level of you know recording when you're doing things like that. Um, so it's it's been a like a a total. Different journey along the way to to try to learn um, about different kinds of software, about uh, different recording techniques, and I'm and I'm still learning all the time. I'm not the world's greatest engineer, but um, but it's been uh, it's been pretty cool to see like the way that you can do a lot of stuff you couldn't do 20 years ago that you can now do. Uh, yeah, like right now in my basement. And like um, like if I need to have uh, a, a drum set, uh, I can actually kind of reproduce some of those kit sounds, you know, in my basement without having the actual drum kit here. Um, or, if, or if I, you know, there's just so much you can do. And and, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I was trying to think of uh, some of the ways that they in the old days would make such huge sounds. um without any of the digital technology we have now um which just shows what, a, what an amazing art form that you know like producers uh what what they did back in the old days before mm-hmm. all that we have now um and then the the way that people who have all that we have now and and are still able to um transcend what seems possible it's kind of amazing to me um so yeah, so I've I've seen a lot change over the years for sure, and we're still seeing it change all the time. Yes. I, I, mean,
1: just, I mean, who? Just, I don't know, cause um, I can remember <laughs> if I wanted to record a song off the radio, it was a, a, a arduous task. I had to yeah had to take a cassette tape and I had to put paper in the top and yes <laughs> do all kind of other shenanigans. Uh, hold a recorder up to the radio sometimes and use another (laughs) recorder to record it
2: ah i remember that too yeah i used to try to record songs off the radio like that that was a that was a uh that was a pain but, but i remember doing it uh those were good days though i mean there was something about waiting for your favorite song to come on the radio and and uh and waiting to tape it and, and yeah, then, and, and then having a, it, you know, that,
1: that is another big change too. Cause like, I can remember even, you know, a little bit past of just waiting up for your favorite song on the radio. But when they started putting videos on television and everything more frequently, it was just like, I wanted to see, there was a song called by a group called bone thugs and harmony. It was called first of the month. And I wanted to see the video so, so bad that I wind up staying up till like two or three o'clock in the morning just to watch the video once.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. Because it wouldn't yeah. play it
1: all the time. And then, you know, they did have, you know, channels like BET and MTV or whatever that played music, but it wasn't like in the rotation all the time because they did other shows and other programming and everything. And if you wanted consistent music videos, it would only be late at night. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, now wow. MTV just don't even play music no more.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Somebody sent me a funny meme the other day because I, I think, I can't remember how old MTV just turned. I think it was like MTV's 30th or 40th anniversary or something. And the meme said, um, MTV just turned 35 years old. Here's to 13 years of music or something like that or something like that yeah that's true but yeah one thing that was great about those days though when you think about it whether it was you know waiting for those videos to come on or or that song um i think we listened so much more intently back then too like we so much now is so disposable because we can just listen whenever we want to (laughs) yeah and I, i think we miss a lot i um i've i've gotten back into vinyl a bit now even my latest album i even had printed on vinyl too um yeah and i i like it from the standpoint of like the the physically putting yourself there you know and having to like you actually have to like physically flip the album and and you know grab the needle and put it down on the record and um I don't know. I'm on the fence about it because I've grown up
1: with records in the house and actually listening to them and everything Uh and whatnot. There is a nostalgia factor to it. And I've heard, you know, because my memory of actually listening to albums when I was a child is, you know, kind of distorted because I haven't listened to albums since I was a child. So I see every time I go to Walmart, I see the record players there. I see the vinyl albums that they're starting to put out now. And I'm like, I'm so tempted. But what you just said right there in that moment where you have to (laughs) physically get up and flip the album and put the needle (laughs) down. I don't even like to put disc in my video game (laughs) console. You know, I buy everything digital, so I don't have to get up and put a disc in there. So I don't think (laughs) a record player would be good for me. I understand what
2: you mean. Well, if if you're a person that doesn't want to do that, I totally understand. That's that's part of it. But uh, and and I don't do it all the time. But there are moments when I when I do. Yeah, there are times when and I think it. You're right. I think it's the nostalgia as much as anything. I don't I don't tend to buy new records very often i tend to like i I want (laughs) to i want to yeah i want to find them at a yard sale or something and and find something that brings back a good memory or uh or honestly you know sometimes i'll even find like um old uh power records that were that you know had comics or something that they would read you know old batman records or spider-man and then i can share those with my son you know and where somebody's narrating those or uh just old music That I liked. And sometimes they're overrated. Sometimes I really enjoy them and find a new treasure. But I think there's something about, you know, like I I love what you had said a few minutes ago about taking time to uh record the song off the radio. Um there's there's something I think we've lost a bit about not listening that closely and Mm -hmm. and not taking that time and and uh and there was a lot of frustration too, like because I remember uh, waiting to record the music video that you really wanted to see, or the or the movie or TV show, and then the frustration of accidentally recording over something else you didn't mean to record over, yeah. <laughs> and then and then watching it over again, and um and then right in the middle of it just some else, right? <laughs> <I'm> like no, <laughs> and then and then now I'm not sure that I pay. Uh, close enough attention to what i have and i have i have way too many of all those things like way too many movies way too much music and and i don't like it's it's not unusual for me to while the show is on be flipping through my phone and doing something else and i didn't even catch what was on the screen or you know i'm i'm just not as attentive yeah. to one thing as another we have and,
1: many more distractions now
2: yeah yeah for sure it's true so I, and it kind of irks me or whatever because
1: I, I I really enjoy watching movies especially if I find something that's good and I'm showing it to like my wife or the kids or something mm-hmm. and i i I know there's an integral part in the plot that's coming up because I know I've seen this already and I'm You know, I'm showing it to them for the first time, and I'm like, All right, here comes the big moment. Here comes the big moment. And I look over at my wife to see a reaction, and she's looking at her phone. And I'm like, Yeah, dang it.
2: (laughs) Why are you not watching the movie? Yeah, yep. I've had that same, that same thing. Usually, my, it's the opposite with me because my wife is looking for my reaction and I've been guilty of being on the phone and shame on me, you know, because I, I have to just put the phone in a drawer sometimes. And, and, uh, but it's, it's so easy to be, uh, lost in, you know, a work email or something or, or, you know, scheduling a podcast. And I, um, you know, we do these all the time, especially when you're podcasting. I've got two different, Podcast that I host, with voices in my head, and then this other one that I do. Welcome to the neighborhood, and and you know how it is. You're always reaching out to people and responding, and um, people are kind enough to respond back, and you you kind of want to do it when you can. Um, yeah. But but then having it always on your phone, you're just always working. It seems like so there's never mm-hmm. a time when you're not, and uh, and that's that's that can be dangerous too. I I always need to make sure I. I take time to lock up my phone and not have it in front of me all the time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's the rule. Anytime that we're doing something together, like we're watching a TV show or a movie or something like that, we can't bring phones or tablets or any electronics into the room where we're watching the thing. So we have to put them away or throw them in the armrest of the couch or something. And we had to be there watching the thing because I get highly irritated. I get angry. I look over there. I was like, oh, and phone to face i'm like no no did you see that <laughs> and then they did you what really peeves me off is something important happened and they miss it because they're doing whatever they're doing and they what happened well you should have been watching the dang old movie <laughs> you have <would've laughs> known what happened you wouldn't be asking me questions now you're taking away from the movie because i'm explaining to you why you should have been watching the movie so you can see what you should have saw <laughs>
2: That's right. (laughs) And you're exactly right. You're right. And yeah. And, and, and I would be the one that's guilty. Sorry. Sorry, dad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Now, but you Um, you even brought
1: it up where I was going to lead to next and everything. I mean, you talked about, you know, your parents going around, going to different churches and, you know, spreading the word, Mm -hmm. you know. How is is podcasting for you? Kind of like what your parents did. You you kind of spreading the word, and, and you don't have to live in a trailer and drive around nowhere.
2: <laughs> well, you know, gosh, that is a a great question, and I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Um, I would say on some level, yes, and on some level, no. Um, I I think yes in the sense. Um that I do think I am spreading um whatever it is that God has given me to share. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know that it's the the same message that my parents had to share. I yeah. I, I don't know that it's um it's a different understanding maybe and, and maybe I should put it that way. Um mm-hmm. and that, that may be that may be strange and and misleading but I think I've come to a, a bit of a different understanding of what faith is um, in my own life than like sort of what m- my parents did I, I grew up with um, kind of an understanding which probably a lot of people did if they grew up in the church that um, you know you you um, th- see if this sounds familiar and I, and I don't know what your faith background is mm-hmm. if any and, and, um, and, and for anybody listening by the way I'm it's okay i, I don't want to judge anybody because everybody has their own story and so I'm, i'll just share my own story and because we all have our own so i i don't want um ever when i'm sharing my story that's part of why i say uh about sharing whatever it is i share this is my story and not anybody else's yeah. so what i was kind of told growing up what i was taught was this idea of um you know, we have to say um, the sinner's prayer, um, invite Jesus into your heart uh, because we're sinners and uh, we need Jesus to forgive us of our sins so that we can go to heaven when we die and we won't burn in a, a sinner's hell for eternity type thing. And and mm-hmm. that way we can live in, in heaven forever And um, because we're such horrible sinners uh, without god's mercy and grace that there's no way god could love us otherwise and it it may not be exactly that but that's kind of the story that's told you know so often and to me like for one thing i have read the bible through several times at this point that's not exactly the story that i see in scripture um so when i hear like an altar call that says come pray through so you can go to heaven when you die. Um, To me, that ignores a lot of like, well, what does that have to do with like what Jesus talks about when he says things like like the kingdom of God is among you, like right now, like in this present moment. It's a reality um, in this place and in this time. Um, It's it's something that's a reality that lives among you. So the more I started, you know, started really when I went to college and I started actually studying these things, you know, because I was uh, part music major, part religion major. So they started really making me uh, really think through some of these things. Um, I started thinking through, like, what if it's something more than this, this whole idea of like, what if the Christian life is more than just about where you spend eternity? (laughs) You know, -hmm, what if this truly is about, um, loving your neighbor as yourself? What, what if this is about like, the idea that um, we, we truly do um, love God in the way that we love the people around us, that um, Jesus says that he's not going to judge us except for the way that we judge each other, you know, that, that we really, um, truly come to know God uh, in the way that we Uh, come to love each other well you know and 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 it becomes this different message it's not a fear based message it's actually something about um it's a love based message you know and so it becomes less about like reward and punishment for me and i started coming to know more about um a faith that exists about an actual god um a faith that is existing to um serve god through serving other people you mm-hmm. know through serving humanity and and how can i share stories about what it means uh, to be faithful what does it mean to love my neighbor what does it mean to uh, to to love god with my heart soul and mind and to love my neighbor as myself and what does it mean to be a person full of of grace and a, and a person um uh who is a a, a, a person of peace who who doesn't retaliate but who tries to find ways to um, to love my neighbor as myself and and not only that but to go one step beyond and say I don't want to kill my enemy I want to find ways to make that enemy my friend you know <laughs> which is the really hard thing um, and that's really difficult um, so I, I want to say it's like a, a similar faith but it's but it's different too um, and it's and it's a faith that ends up being more much more relational and about the way that I live my life with other people around me, you know, and, and it really truly exists in um about loving my neighbor as myself, you know. And I, I think people like like Fred Rogers exemplify You know this type of faith. You know, we we all know like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, that was that children's show that a lot of people grew up with, including myself. But what we didn't realize maybe at the time was um, his whole show was kind of like this parable of what it might look like if the kingdom of God were just to be lived out you know, like, yeah. like on earth and these really real terms of, of what it means to be kind to each other, how we deal with conflict, how we deal with, um, you know, being people who tell the truth. Uh, what does it mean, um, to deal with race? What does it mean to, um, to deal with, a, a with war, you know, when it comes to the neighborhood, what does it mean to, um, deal with people in need? And there was all these things that, that come across and so much of that is so much more than just like what happens after you die um so yeah so faith to me became something more about like what happens in this life and something that is more exciting about like what happens when heaven meets earth rather than what have, happens after i die um yeah and and I, I hope that makes sense but that's kind of my journey yeah. that that I'm on and and kind of where I am. So to me the the best way to be a faithful christian is to love people as well as I can and no matter who they are and and no matter what they believe and um and and hopefully um yeah, hopefully be as as faithful as of a person as I can and and not expect anything more out of them than that, I guess. So yeah, that makes all the sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Good, I, I I'm sorry if I rambled too much. I am on the ram random ramblings podcast though, so yeah, well, this so. is what it's for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and so I mean, you kind of touched in it, touched on it or whatever, because it's just like you have, you know, the thought, the voices in your head podcast and everything, which is from what I the the bit that I listen to or whatever It's just kind of you know some of the things that you learned along the way. Along what you've read and some of the things that you believe, and then there's Welcome to the Neighborhood. That's like I've seen it, but I never got to listen to any of it. You kind of touched mm-hmm. on it briefly or whatever, but it's like stuff that comes from Mister Rogers and everything like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that podcast was interesting because I I run this Twitter account that is just Mister Rogers quotes, which is kind of weird how it happened because it's got just like Buku's thousands of followers that all I do is just quote Fred Rogers on there (laughs) every day Um, and the podcast kind of grew out of that and it's literally just a a tribute podcast so um, we just talk about different things about Fred Rogers and his life and kind of really like oddly enough, he was really like this revolutionary type person. He lived a very quiet life, but he was very intentional about it. And so I've had people like from the cast of the show, uh, like come onto the podcast and talk and, and uh, different writers and and different people talk about what it means to kind of live out the neighborhood. And then Voices in My Head is usually more of like an interview show with people. And we talk about, um, really everything um under the sun and usually through kind of a lens of faith um and so it doesn't always have to be through a christian lens of faith but usually it's uh through some angle of faith one mm-hmm. one one way or another so uh it kind of kind of scratches different itches for me some weeks we talk about comic books on there you know oh, yeah. but it's but it's a lot of fun to um have those different conversations matter, matter of fact this next week i'm Uh, I'm having somebody, a conversation with someone that I don't, don't usually have conversations like these, but he's like a a political commentator named Matt Lewis. And he has a podcast called Matt Lewis in the News. Uh, But he's like, he's always on like CNN and different places like that. They bring him on to be like a, like a commentator on different shows. And just a really interesting person that I feel like, you know, like, how do you how do you get into something like that similar to like how you do invite people on that you wouldn't necessarily have conversations with every day and find out like, um, you know, what's it like in that world? You know, how mm-hmm. do you how, how does that even happen? Because, you know, is there a college degree in like being a person that goes on TV to talk about politics? You know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't seem like that's even something you would go to school for uh, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to to have those kind of different. You know conversations and and for me because faith has always been um such an important part of my life um it just makes sense that everything kind of revolves around that uh, for me and and it's just part of the story that I tell and so so yeah the the podcast kind of lends itself to to be um in conversation about those things and, and as much as anything else, it's it's often a conversation about the failings of faith, too. And I think that's an important thing as well, because, like, these last four years, especially, like, since Trump was elected, like, that has been just one failure after another of, like, the white evangelical church in America of, like, um, lending itself to one failure after another, you know, <laughs> of, like, yeah. like, being in the wrong place at the wrong time and then... Uh, and then like doubling down on it and it's like you know like it's like why you know why why keep backing this guy that represents none of the fruit of the spirit you know in any way and doesn't represent anything about the faith in any way whatsoever and and still say no this is the guy that god chose for us like i don't get it you know and so sometimes like the conversation is just simply like Um, like, let's talk about the, where, how we're failing this this week, you know, it's, it's so important that we, like, if if we're anything, if we're going to be people of faith, we have to be faithful in our confessing of our sin, you know? (laughs) And, and like that, to me, that's one of the biggest ones right now. Like, like the, the world is laughing at us completely. And I say us, not because it's necessarily something I'm doing. Um, but, but it's because it's my people, you know, and I, and i look at that and i just think lord have mercy like we're we're just we're blowing it completely there's nothing in anything we're doing right now that would make anything anybody look at us as anything other than a joke you know and and i and i hate that because that's not the faith i grew up in and the people that i that i know and love and yet for some reason we've we've chosen this false Narrative, you know, and there's such a better story to tell than the one we've chosen this last four years, unfortunately,
1: yeah,
2: Man, yeah, I mean
1: I can't even I can't even go no further. you explained it eloquently enough
2: well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but sir, uh our time has elapsed, yeah, um, it's been great chatting with you, or whatever I mean we talk about um you know a, a lot of things random things it, it, so to speak but from the beginning since you know I, I pressed the record button and i got on with you and we just started chatting and everything i never thought that scott pilgrim would be the thing that started out on this journey
2: <laughs> <laughs> me either well man i am so glad that you reached out thanks for having this conversation with me tonight i hope we can do it again sometime Oh, man, and, and you, you
1: are about to hear the, the thing that I say to everybody that has come on to the show. You have been a guest of the Random Rounds with Rob once, so the door is always open for you to come back to plug your next thing or whatever it may be, or just to come shoot. <laughs> I said I wasn't go cuss, but I usually <laughs> say shoot the shit.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for the invitation. All right.
1: We are clear, sir.
2: Thanks, man. So, hey. so, I, got
1: it. so I got everything recorded. Um, I release every Sunday. Once I get this edited up and everything, I put some bumpers on the front and the end. It'll be out this Sunday.
2: Thanks so much. Well, this has been a joy. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Uh, man, I appreciate your time, man. All it was right, a good interview. I enjoyed it.
2: Well, me too. Me too. And sorry if I if I rambled too much and went too long. So no, 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 it, That's what but... it's for. That's what it's for. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it again sometime. You take care. All right. You too, sir. All right. Bye-bye. And I
1: hope you enjoy this edition of the show with Rick Lee James and all the similarities and everything that uh, was discussed during this episode. I, I had no clue. You know, and he led an interest in life. And, you know, traveling evangelist and everything and he found this music and this you know doing tours and having a family of his own after you know all the tries him and his wife had and just scott pilgrim started off the show and my kid today as i record this just downloaded the game that i was talking about and she was just having at it and it's just great because you can see all the stuff because the characters are based on the models of the the actual uh book series and there's very there's a lot of similarities between that and the movie and it's, it's fucking great i haven't played it yet but i watched her play it a little bit today and i can't wait to dive into it it's four players so there's four of us in the house i don't know if the wife gonna get on but at least me the boy and the little one will get on there and we all play it together but yeah it's great you just you know you don't you just at a glance you know, he does uh, spiritual gospel music or, you know, Christian music or whatever you want to call it. Very religious type. But you wouldn't think it's a stigma and a stereotype that, you know, since you're a Christian or whatever the, your faith belief is that you're, you're just holier than thou and you can't know about and just take in the world around you because you have a, a strict belief or a heavy belief belief system and whatnot but that's kind of why i wanted to talk to him i just wanted to feel the dude out and you know he's no different from me really he just like jesus music more than i do (laughs) but it was great to have him on and i i really would enjoy having him back you know just see how this this times these times shake out how 2021 is going to treat us We just left that bastard 2020 and here we are. And uh, for me personally, it seems like it's going all right so far, but we'll never know. It just started. We're only uh, 16 days in as of this recording. So there's plenty more year to go. And in any case, uh, before I leave you, once again, you can find me on social media on Twitter at 3Rshow and Instagram at the3rshow. Got some stuff up there on YouTube, as I mentioned before, search 3R Show. Find me on twitch.tv4 slash 3R Show. trying to nail down the schedule, but if you go there, go to Twitch, find my account, turn on notifications because they'll pop up sporadically. They'll notify you and you can be there for the wackiness and zaniness or just, you know, whatever it is, it will be. And yeah, go to randomrob.com where you can find many different ways to help support the show i just got in three new hats from my merch store i got a blue random hat i got a the original black og random hat that i started out with you know i had the prototype one with the small font but um i just ordered a new all black one with the big uh, 3d font on the front that shit looks great and i got my first piece of wrestling is trash merchandise so I'm excited about that. I'm going to be rocking those here in the Walmart here pretty soon. And um, there's a Patreon there. There's PayPal, and Venmo, and all those other links on there. And you can check out the sponsors. Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Hooks, Rubs, and HooksRubsAndSpices.Etsy.com You can go there and get you some delicious spices and rubs for your meats or whatever else you want to put it on. I've put it on broccoli. I've put it on shrimp. I've put it on microwave meals. I put it on pizza. Um, what else? Uh, asparagus. I've put it on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, hooks, rubs, and etsy.com And you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code random. And as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, you can go to manscaped.com and then take advantage of all their wonderful products for your below the waist grooming. You know they got a lot of good products. I can't swear enough about that uh, lawnmower 3.0. I've shaved my nether regions with it or whatever, and it was great. It was just smooth like butter. It just all the hairs just came off without any worry of a cutting my jewels and everything. So go to manscaped.com and you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping. And I think we still in doings with Blue Chew. You can go to bluechew.com, use promo code random. You know. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. Hell, I think I still got promo codes that work for studio headphones. I I haven't been, you know, given anything or paid by them in many, many, many months, maybe well over a year or two, but my promo code still work. <laughs> so you can go to studio.com. That's studio, no T, not studio, studio. And, uh, you can get I think it was 15 or 20% off your order. If you use no, it's 15% off your order. If you use, um, code Rob 15. And I think it's free shipping too, internationally and everywhere. So that's a free one for you. (laughs) Maybe they'll take me back into the fold if you use the promo code enough, but seriously, if you want to help this show out and help yourself out, use some of these sponsors and these promo codes or whatnot. I get a little, i get paid and you get a great product at a discounted price so yeah and um i think that's it i mean i got some other guests lined up for january and february look forward to getting into it um i'm pushing past what i was talking about on the anniversary episode but you know everything still remains to be seen i appreciate you all for listening and um, i ain't got nothing else so I'll see you next time. This edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, offering you precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped engineering team has spent over 18 months perfecting their greatest ball-hair trimmer ever, ever. They obsess over their technology and developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Try the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you use promo code RANDOM.